It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation. And welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday to you, Producer Steve. We call it uh, Terrific Tuesday, right? It is, it is a Terrific Tuesday, and you know why? Because in studio with us is the Liberty Toastmasters Denver president, and that is Josh Lalament. Josh, it is great to have you here. Thank you, Ken. It's good to be here. Yeah, and so we're going to have a Liberty Toastmasters Day, which is always a lot of fun, and we'll talk with our fellow Liberty Toastmasters in the third and fourth segments. So that'll be great. Awesome. It's great to have you here. And uh, be sure and check out my website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for my weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff, whether or not it's their rights, their property, their freedom, their livelihood, opportunity, or their lives. And force comes in a lot of different uh, packages, but it could be a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos Globalist Elite's agenda for our lives, and 87,000 IRS agents authorized in the Democrats' in uh, Income Reduction Act. That's pretty terrible, Josh Lalament. 87,000 uh, IRS agents. I mean, that's what the IRS is. It's there to steal your money, and <laughs> they need a lot of men to do that. I guess so. I guess so. So they're actively recruiting. Yes. And they're actively training. I've seen some of the videos of the training sessions running around with their blue firearm cutouts. <clears throat> you think they just need a calculator, a little blue calculator, you know. But uh, Maybe there's a calculator in the handle of the, of the firearm. Of the firearm, yeah. It's not funny. I mean, we're joking a little bit about it, but it's not funny. Instead of uh, securing our southern border, uh, they uh, are hiring all these, these IRS agents. It's rather remarkable. Um, so we'll continue on here, though. Uh, let's see. Let's go to our quote for today. And uh, and um, the way the show works, uh, we're live 6 to 8 a.m., and they rebroadcast the first hour, uh, 1 to 2 in the afternoon, the second hour, 10 to 11 at night. And in our second hour, we will be talking with David Tice, and he has a new documentary out. It's Grid Down, Power Up. It's about our electric grid. So I thought it very appropriate to go to Thomas Edison for our quotes because he was an American inventor and businessman. He developed many devices in fields such as electric power generation, mass communication, sound recording, and motion pictures. And these inventions, which included the phonograph, the motion picture camera, and early versions of the electric light bulb, have had a widespread impact on the modern industrialized world. He was born in 1847. He died in 1931. And Josh, I love this. He said, if we did all the things we are capable of, we would literally astound ourselves. What do you think of that? Very good. I mean, I think 
people are creatures of habit. So anytime we want to step out, there's a lot of fear going on there. And, uh-huh. But when we do, and then it's like, oh. Well, and I think in a way, you're astounding yourself today. This is your first time on the radio. <laughs> yep. And so it is, a, it's just great to have you stepping out. And I think at the end of this. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think you're going to astound yourself today. So it's great to have you I'm here. going to date myself, and I shouldn't do this. Oh, were it, you in it, school with, with Thomas Edison? Oh, man. <laughs> my first, the first book report I ever did, and I won't say the year, was on Edison. So uh, <clears throat> just put that out there. I just put I, that out. You just leave it alone. <laughs> okay, I will. Let's see. What else do we want to do? Let's go to the sound bite that you uh, have found for us, producer Steve. Well, let me get set up oh, here. here. Uh, I, I, mean, I, jumped, I, I threw that over to you. It's a ready too. to go, and I guess like, seventy days to the midterms. It's, it, and my whole point behind whatever we're going to discuss here in the next twenty minutes is the fact that the rhetoric, the uh, the narratives are really picking up and really becoming overheated. Fox News, my source is Fox News here. Uh, they the one that I s- sourced it from. But the people, the voices you're, go- you're about to hear are from the normal sources you would expect this kind of drivel, MSNBC and CNN. But just listen to the type of verbiage that they're using here. And we have to start calling his supporters supporters racist as well. That MAGA uh, had that MAGA symbol has come to represent something. It is the new Nazi symbol. It is the new uh, hood. Because they're not a party, right? They're Sinn Fein to the IRA. They're they're the PLO to Hamas. They're a dime store front for a terrorist movement. The Republican Party is basically a domestic terrorist cell at this point. And they should be treated as such. There are elements of the GOP that are starting to look like the jihadists. Not a political party. They're a white nationalist movement. They're a fascist threat to our nation. That's not hyperbolic. That's academic. Would have once seemed hyperbolic, but it increasingly does feel like the Republican Party has become a death cult. And it's all about Donald Trump. There is no alternative right now because the Republican Party project today is a fascist authoritarian project. Fact is, Republicans in Congress are still in the grip of the ultra-MAGA agenda. Party of dupes, uh, party of knuckleheads, party of weirdos, party of freaks. So that, that, that is a simple, simple message. And on, underneath that, it's the party of nothing. It has become an authoritarian embracing cult. Uh, it is fascist. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. What do you think of that? Well, I think, first of all, clearly they don't have any good ideas. Because if they had any good ideas, they would be talking about their good ideas. <laughs> this and is all they have. This is all that they have. And it's, uh, it's rather remarkable. They're, they do nothing to unite this country. Now, if you were a, say, you're not, you wouldn't call yourself a conservative. You live somewhere here in the Denver metro area. And you heard all those things. Wouldn't you, and you think, wait a minute. I, I know people like this, that this is describing, and they don't fit that description at all. They're just trying to live their lives. They're just trying to do it in such a way where the government isn't running, you know, jamming everything down their throat or taxing them into oblivion. How do these labels even fit? Uh, they have been fomenting hatred and division for so many years. I didn't realize that... Uh, really, the um, the level of hatred that they had fomented 
regarding Trump or anyone that supports him. But to your point, um, conservatives, Republicans, libertarians, uh, many uh, Democrats, uh, centrist Democrats, uh, unaffiliated, most people just want to live their lives. I don't I can't believe that this is really going to I mean, it's it's going to play to their base. But uh, I, I just as you mentioned, Steve, people look at that and they go, well, I know somebody that that supports Trump, that loves the country. And, and they're not like that. Josh, do you want to weigh in on this at all? Uh, that's the nature of our political discourse right now. Propaganda, you have to make the other side look really bad and then all collective so that if you even have a, an opinion about one side or if you have an, a, a friends of one side, oh, you can't have that because, you know. It, it is. It's really about dividing us. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it is propaganda. And, uh, you know, Steve and I, Steve, you've been doing the countdown, and you said, how many days is it? Seventy. Seven zero. Seventy. And there's been all this rhetoric about a red wave. And first of all, uh, I, I'm not totally convinced. These these radical activist lefts, leftists that are in in charge of our government right now, and you talk about domestic terrorists. Uh, these are people that are trying to dismantle the American dream, the American middle class, through inflation and taxation. And you have to ask, why on earth are they arming IRS agents, 87,000 IRS agents? Uh, because it's it's going to be like what's in the Constitution, where, or excuse me, in the Declaration of Independence, where one of the usurpations that they had against King George is he's, he sent his his people out to um, harass uh, the, the citizens. I mean, we're getting to that point, Steve. And when they talk about the Constitution, they bring out these words, the Constitution, democracy, the right to vote, and yet they have been undermining all of those things for years and years and years, Steve. What got me on this kick was uh, checking out something I'd heard over the weekend. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, she's the one that you know was put in place when What's-His-Face had to leave. <laughs> yeah. What's his face? Anyway, she made a, a asinine statement. She's attacking the conservative voters in her state and telling them to get out of New York. Now, we're talking about maybe five, six, seven million people. I don't have you know exact figure there, but based on the population of New York State, that makes sense. Are you really ready for that many people to leave the state? Well, and, you know, the thing about is, uh, tourism used to be a big deal. And uh, I used to be in the, the women's clothing industry, so I used to go back to New York on a regular basis. I'll tell you what, first of all, as dirty as it is, as, as crime-ridden as, as it is, but I'm not sure as a conservative Republican that I could be guaranteed that I would be safe there. And so... Um, uh, they're going to lose their tax base. And that's the thing about this, though, is we need to get back to uh, federalism, where each state, instead of going to the federal government for all this money, of course, the federal gov government's been printing money like crazy, yeah. but instead of going to the federal government to, to bail them out, they need to stand on their decisions. And their decisions are very bad, and people are leaving the state. She doesn't need to invite them to leave the state. They're leaving the state, Steve. Uh at the other end of the country, they had the same problem. Did you know there's a shortage of U-Haul trucks in California? <laughs> you know, not. the system's normally set up for that. When a, a truck leaves the state, someone else comes in. But that's not happening. And I hear that uh, Gavin Newsom has become the U-Haul employee of the year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my, my, my. Okay. A couple of things. Uh, first of all, Nancy Pelosi brought out the Constitution, but I would really encourage each and every one of us. Let's see. Uh, was it Colonel Rutledge that was on last week? He said we should read several things. One is the Communist Manifesto. The next one is our Constitution. And the last thing would be 1984, George Orwell's 1984. But I would highly recommend reading the Constitution. And I'm very excited about Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week, which is September 12th through the 18th up in Grand Lake, which is really just a little slice of heaven. And uh, very excited. I will be emceeing the main event on the 17th. And so start thinking about it. Get your reservations. Plan on being there. All, you can get all kinds of information at GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com. That's GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com. We're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, Josh Lalleman is in studio. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. Stay tuned. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. And we search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And I do appreciate all of you who support us. And then I've got these great sponsors. And Hooters Restaurants is a great sponsor of both the shows, the Kim Munson Show, as well as America's Veterans Stories. And uh, they have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Westminster, Lone Tree, and Colorado Springs. And they have all kinds of specials, uh, great lunch specials. And Tuesdays, you get double punch if you're in there, a lunch punch program. You get double punches on Tuesdays. Uh, Go and check out my website. Uh, They've become sponsors. It's a great story, an American story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. So check that out. In studio with me is Josh Lalament, and he is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. And Josh, I'm very excited. In the next two segments after this, we'll be talking with our uh, fellow Liberty Toastmasters. 
It's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, it'll be just great. Uh, let's see, Steve. You uh, had sent this over. This is from The Guardian. And uh, Jenna Griswold, what I'm concerned about is um, they typically will telegraph what they're doing. And so when she says that we may lose the right to vote, I'm hoping they're not going to mess around with this election and do something about our right to vote, Steve. But she says the U.S. could lose the right to vote. Top officials democracy warning. And... um, It says, Colorado Secretary of State's warning anyone who will listen that the fate of free and fair elections in the United States hangs in the balance in this November's midterm uh, contest. I do agree with her on that. (laughs) Yeah, that's the, the, oh, I can't say it. That's the heck of this. The words she is using, she's making a, a dual meaning in a sense. We know what free and fair means. I don't think she's talking about the same thing. She is not, um, because uh, the elections in Colorado are anything but free and fair. And my friends, if we do not have free, fair, honest, and transparent elections, we don't have a country. And the elections in Colorado are not transparent whatsoever. And that is based on the fact that we cannot look inside these machines, these tabulating machines, and actually do a comparison, an audit, to the machines, to what the actual ballots say. She has put up roadblocks after roadblock after roadblock. So she's correct that our free and fair and honest elections are hanging in the balance. But what she is saying that she's trying to lay that at the feet at conservative Republicans and uh, instead of where it really belongs, and that is right there at her feet. And, and it goes on to say, this is again from The Guardian, right, Steve? It says, in many of the most competitive races for offices with authority over U.S. elections, Republicans nominated candidates, candidates who have embraced or echoed Donald Trump's myth of a stolen election in 2020. Just look at the words there. They uh, try to discredit anyone that is asking to just take a look at these elections. They use the word myth. And uh, that's not by accident. And it says Griswold, who chairs the Democrat Association of Secretaries of State, is running for re-election. She's urging Air- Americans to pay attention to the once sleepy down ballot contest for Secretary of State, lest they lose their democracy. If we, <laughs> she's right. If we elect people like her across the state, we lose not only our democracy but our constitutional republic. Steve, there's the dual meaning again. Read the next paragraph. This is where it gets interesting. Okay. Oops, hold on here. I got it. It says, what we can expect from the extreme Republicans running across this country is to undermine free and fair elections for the American people, strip Americans of the right to vote, refuse to address security breaches, and unfortunately be more beholden to a -a Mar-a-Lago than the American people, Griswold 37 said in an interview with The Guardian. As she said, for us, we are trying to save our democracy. First of all, Steve... We're not a democracy. We're a democratic, constitutional republic. She's sound like a Hillary Clinton look-alike here or sound-alike. You know, beating that drum, saving our democracy and, and ignoring, you know, th- this fact that you have just now, you know, lit on. We don't have a democracy, but, you know, th- it sounds good. And, and to the, the electorate out there who's, I'm sorry, they're half asleep. They, they wake up from time to time and they hear these words and they go, oh. But, you know, something as basic as showing ID to vote. I heard Stacey Abrams beating this drum uh, in a way Jenna Griswold is doing the same thing, that that is somehow infringing on people's right to vote just because you want them to properly identify themselves. 
it's rather remarkable. And what, Josh? Now you're a libertarian, right? So, yeah. what's your thoughts on this? I, I, I go just go back to this whole political discourse right now. If you gotta make everyone on the other side sound extreme, and you know, using rhetoric, if someone disagrees, even disagrees with you on something just a little bit, oh, they have to be fascist or. So they, I, I, you're right. I, I, you're saying that, and again, instead it, of having better ideas, go ahead. It, and in order to rally your base to donate money to your cause, and mm-hmm. and and I think people on the right, even some libertarians, even do it too. Or they say something I don't like. Oh, they're communists. But and, and you know, to that point, that's a very good point because the name calling is not. It's it's, it's not going to work. It, Cheats you from actually having a, a actual conversation about you know mm-hmm. what people th- think. <laughs> but I do think that we can call ideas communist or yeah, socialist. You, you can. But instead of calling people in the name calling, but I think what you're saying is let's have a discourse. Yeah. And engage in this battle of ideas. Yeah, because I think especially in the age of social media, it's easy to just name call and you know <laughs> like when you don't don't look see the people in front of you, you know, it's uh, easy to just name call and I see a lot. I just, I see that on some of our Facebook posts. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> so, uh, Steve, anything else you want to say about this? Well, um, you, I guess you scratch the surface a little bit on this. I'm saying wonder if, what, what might happen between now and November 8th, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm thinking of the words, I think, originally uttered by Winston Churchill, never let a good crisis go to waste. More recently, it was Rahm Emanuel, uh, chief of staff, I guess, for... Winston Churchill said that? Yeah, I'm looking here. Was I did not two know different that. Say that it, two different sources say it was Churchill who was the first one to utter that. But Rahm Emanuel, chief of staff for the Obama White House, was uh, you know more recently said that. And I'm thinking... Okay, let's not, oh, heaven forbid, that there's some crisis pop out between now and then Oh, where they would have to say, well, we need to suspend these elections. That's what I, I am a little concerned about that. And then Jenna Griswold, uh, remember this year, Senate Bill 22-153, that the legislature passed that, that basically centralized our elections within the, the Secretary of State's office, really um, usurping and um, overreaching power, taking it away from our county clerks who are duly elected. So that's a problem. Uh, Steve, I wanted to get over here to this piece from Complete Colorado by Sherry Pife. And that is uh, Lions Colorado. It says, it appears the Lions Board of Trustees will make their small western Boulder County town of 1,500 residents the newest community to implement local gun rights restrictions. On August 15th, the seven-member board voted unanimously on first reading to ban open carry of firearms in all public places within town limits, as well as advancing a ban on the manufacture or sale of certain firearms and ammunition in the commercial downtown district. Uh, Trustees say these ordinances will help prevent gun violence. However, no evidence was offered that Lyons has experienced a level of gun violence that would make residents fear for their safety inside the foothills town. Uh, what we have seen with these radical activists that are in all <clears throat> all levels of government, uh, you, you've heard Beto O'Rourke 
who had said on the national level when he was wanting to run for president that he was going to restrict the Second Amendment, that he was going to restrict everyday law-abiding citizens' right to keep and bear firearms. But they can't get everything done there. So what you see is they will backdoor this to the states and then also to the county and the local governments. And um, we haven't paid that much attention to these local uh, races, city council races. And I served on city council for four years. I, I can tell you Colorado Municipal League brings in all of these um, um, town trustees, city council people. And uh, really, they've had a, a bigger government. I, it was really influenced, I would say, by the Democrat Party. And it was not really nonpartisan. They would say so. But they would uh, start to push some of these things like um, government-run um, uh, broadband. That's, that's not within the, the role of what government's supposed to be doing. But here, they're back during the Second Amendment. Somebody needs to file a lawsuit on this. But they voted unanimously, if you can believe it, Steve. And this is how, as how, we, how our country is being attacked. If they can't do it at the national level, they're back during it. At the, at the local level, and that's why these local races are very, very important. The other side knows it. We've been just, you know, playing tiddlywinks, and they're playing long ball, and you can see that right there with what's happening in Lions. Well, when you first started in on the story, mm-hmm. in the first 10 seconds, you identified what I think is the source of this issue, or the problem is that Lions is in Boulder County, and I don't know what the city, actual city of Boulder, where they stand on this particular issue, but I can't help thinking... Well, they're trying to restrict uh, Second Amendment rights as well, Steve. Yeah, okay. So, uh, you know, the county is, you know, they're out there doing their thing. And, you know, the, the same mission prevails, or mindset prevails in my mind, is like when you outlaw this kind of stuff, then who who's left with the firearms? It's the bad guy. Yeah. It is the bad guy. And that that's an idea that's... That's so foreign to them. They, they just don't get it until they're staring, you know, they're on the wrong end of that firearm. Then they might get it. Well, and then let's just run right over here to the uh, Denver Channel just reported that uh, there's no winners here. That's for sure. Boulder residents say local crime shows statewide problem. It says in the early morning hours Thursday, Max Lord woke up to his dog bang. He said he went outside to the alley behind his Boulder home and saw a woman spray painting his green truck. She just went through the whole garage and kind of tore it apart and took what she saw fit. So like blankets, backpacking gear, mostly. He believes she's trying to disguise his truck by spray painting it before stealing it. And uh, so uh, here you've got criminals. Creative. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do you describe your truck? Well, it was what? It was green. Now it's spray. I mean, unbelievable. What color is it now? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, So here we have over in Boulder County uh, that we have government is wanting to restrict people's Second Amendment rights, part of the Bill of Rights. And then we're also seeing crime sprees in the same county. Seems like a problem to me, producer Steve. Again, uh, the riding, you know, is on the be, truck. It's on, yeah, it's on the truck, yeah. But it's so evident, and yet they, you know, there are none. How does it go? There are none so blind that those who will not see. Yes. So, uh, tell you what. Let's go to break. Before we do that, though, um, 
Let, uh, well, Grand Lakes uh, U.S. Constitution Week is coming up, and uh, really are encouraging you to start to think ahead. It's uh, beautiful up there. It's a beautiful time to get to the mountains, and uh, it's uh, September 12th through the 18th. They've got all kinds of events every day. You can go to uh, GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com for more information. That's GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com for more information. I get to, I have the great honor to emcee the main event, which is in the park on the 17th, and the 17th is Constitution Day. So let's go to break. We'll be right back. Uh, Josh Lalament is in studio, and we'll be talking with our fellow Liberty Toastmasters. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And uh, always love these days. I always learn so much from my fellow Liberty Toastmasters. In studio with me is Josh Lalament, and you are the president of uh, Liberty Toastmasters Denver. Yep. And it's great to have you here. Thank you. So uh, we're going to be talking with our fellow Liberty Toastmasters. What is the subject? Uh, free speech versus hate speech. Aha. Uh-huh. So who's our first caller? Anthony Hartsuk. He's uh, one of our newer, newer members. And- and he's in a Liberty Toastmasters yes. Denver, right? Yeah, he is. Okay. Anthony, hate speech or free speech versus hate speech? Hey, good morning, Kim and Josh. How's everyone doing today? Doing well. Good. Yeah, it's an interesting topic, especially given all of the issues that are going on today of hate speech versus free speech. And there's a couple of things we should look at 
to start with is a personal responsibility and things that people need to take ownership of what they say and do. And it's okay to have discussions with different philosophies, yet we've got certain sectors, especially in public education, politics, social media, where they're saying, oh no, it's either my way or the highway. I will tell you that having spent 26 years in the Army and traveled around the world, I mean, there are countries that just put down free speech, and it's almost, if you step out of line, you quietly disappear like it was the old Soviet Union or even Communist China. Just look at a recent news here lately. You've got the New York governor telling Republicans, get out of uh, get out of New York. Can you believe it? Disagree with her. Yeah, I, I know. Playing the philosophy, you're like... And, and even Democrats, everybody's complaining, wait wait a minute, this, this is New York. So what you're saying, Republicans are not welcome here because they have a different philosophy. And now we've got both New York and California. And it was part of your topic earlier with the, the guns is where New York and California are asking credit card companies to track gun purchases so they can identify illegal purchases. And we have the First and Second Amendment in the Constitution for a reason. And yet it's not being taught in schools. Look at the discussion in schools. Parents are being excluded from many discussions because it's deemed a hate speech or it's a hate towards a group. So they're being excluded from you know, looking at what their kids are learning. It's at the college campuses, high schools, and middle schools. And then, of course, social media. I mean, good grief, it's, it's rampant out there. And, and we just need to take a step back, back to my original comment of personal responsibility, and say, hey, let's, let's have a discussion. We don't need to call names. We don't need to say, you know, you're a hateful person. But it's okay to have a different philosophy and discuss about it, find out what we have in common. But this, this absolute us versus them, or my way or the highway, as Deborah said, is, is absolutely crazy. It is. It is. It, it's just, it is crazy. Uh, Anthony Hartsook, before we let you go, uh, you are running for State House. Tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, Kim, right. I'm, uh, I'm here with General Elections coming up. We're trying to get the Republicans and a lot of the stuff here on the the legislature, I'm in House District 44, which is part of the unincorporated area. But like most on your topic here this morning, you know, we want to get the discussions going. We're, we're looking at the economy. We're looking at the parallel choice for education and then reducing crime. I mean, all of this centers around, is it free speech or hate speech? We, we need to have discussions instead of just shutting certain sectors down. But yes, AnthonyHartsick.com is my website. And I love people come check me out. Let me know what they think. And that's Anthony Hartsook, H A R T S O O K dot com, correct? That is correct, Jim. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much. Josh Lalamet, who is our next guest? Chrissy Rayleigh, who is one of our longer serving members. In the, uh, Liberty Toastmasters yep. Denver. Yep. Yep. Christy, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on free speech versus hate speech? Okay, well, I don't believe in hate speech any more than I believe in hate crimes. And, um, but I know that the powers that be, for instance, government and big tech and corporations, they like to pretend that they do, but it's just a tactic in order to intimidate us and get us to shut up because we're the only ones standing in the way, those of us who, st- who stand up, only ones standing in the way of them totally uh, taking over this country. And for instance, they'll say things like, uh, a coach that says that all lives matter is is hate speech and he's fired or if you say um, men can't get pregnant that's hate speech 
And then going to uh, free speech versus hate speech, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that because free speech has become quite costly these days. For instance, the coach I just mentioned, he loses his job for saying all lives matter. And then there was that woman, the 80-year-old woman, at a YMCA, she's changing in the women's locker room, and she sees a man, a pervert, pretending to be a woman, gawking at these little girls getting undressed, and when she complains to management, she's the one kicked out, not the pervert. And um, so it is, free speech has become very costly. And Kim, you always say, every day you remind us that we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And so costly as it may be, we have got to start speaking up because our country's going down the toilet and we don't have any more time to waste. And also, Josh, you're doing a great job this morning. I meant to start off that way. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. <laughs> Christy, just you know, one thing, and I, I, I always get these nuggets from all of you uh, when we do this, is that free speech has become costly. <clears throat> I hadn't really thought about it. But I, I want to just get your thoughts on this, Christy, that people sometimes think that they'll just go along to get along. They don't like what's going on, but they don't want to ruffle any feathers because they, think, they just don't want to ruffle any feathers. But my friends, when you are dealing with tyrants, if you don't stand up against them, it's not going to get better. Right, Christy? Oh, exactly. And I think a lot of us in the past, I know I did, you'd hear a conversation going on and you'd think, that is, that is hogwash, I don't believe in that at all. But you'd feel a little bit intimidated because it seemed like everybody else was going along with it. And uh, recently, I can't remember right now where it was, but I stood up, I mean, I didn't stand up, but I said something and I, I saw somebody else nod their head. So we've got, we've got to start doing that because we are losing it just because we're afraid to, to speak our minds and, you know, the, the First Amendment, it talks about freedom of speech, which sounds to me, I think it should say freedom to speak, because I have the freedom to speak my mind, and we shouldn't let anybody intimidate us, because, again, we're losing the country. And free speech, yesterday we had Leslie Mnookin on, yes, uh, and she oh, is yeah. with Health Freedom Defense Fund. And Did you happen to catch that, Christy, yesterday? I did, Kevin. Okay. I was going to say something, because talk about hateful. That supervisor, that vitriol, that viciousness that she spewed. And But to that point, Leslie and I both agreed that she should still have the right to do that. I mean, it was terrible. But mm -hmm. um, I don't want to constrict her voice to do that. What, but the problem is, and is why uh, Leslie's taken the case with Health Freedom Defense Fund, is because that moved over to uh, harassment at work, firing this employee and that's you know that's the real issue but the vitriol was terrible but i still i still i still think people should have free speech but then we need to engage with reason and um kindness and all to engage in that but i still i still think she should have the right to do that even though it was terrible what do you think christy I I do too. Except that for us, if we did that, if I, uh, you know, oh my I gosh. United, if I had said anything about United, my the company that I work for, or about an, uh, you know, somebody in management, I would lose my job. That's a consequence. So I have to pay the price. Unfortunately, these people on the left don't have to pay the price. So it's not costly for them. They can spew this venom, and nothing happens to them. Well, and that's why Health Freedom Defense Fund uh, um, taking on this lawsuit is a big deal. Christy Whaley, love it. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Josh Lelmet, who's our next victim? <laughs> uh, Greg Morrissey comes from our club up north in Lamont. Okay. Greg Morrissey, free speech versus hate speech. Good morning. How are we doing? We're great. How about you? I'm hanging in there. It's, uh, it's a subject and a topic. Um, the First Amendment, where we get our right to free speech and peaceably assemble. And how do you get across to people that what's going on is not correct? So it's got to be, we gotta, there's got to be a way to have a communication meeting, a talk. Hey, we're all from this, this little book I've got in my hand here, the Constitution of the United States. We all need to know it, and this needs to be the basis of our information before we have a conversation. Some of the conversations going on, and now they've just pretty much tossed this out the window. I'll say whatever I want to say. I want to hurt somebody's feelings, but it's all for a political agenda coming down the road. And what I see a lot of people have to do is to wake up and understand some of that nasty talk that's coming to us. Some of those people are scared that the Republicans are going to have a huge victory in the fall here. And they may be desperate to save their positions. And what they don't realize is you're doing your own damage by speaking what you're speaking and saying what you're saying and trying to throw everyone under the bus. Well, and Greg, one of the things you recommend, and you are an American by choice. Uh, You're a U.S. citizen and you grew up in Australia, correct? Correct. Okay. And you... Uh, continually uh, encourage us all to read the Constitution. Since we're coming into uh, Constitution Day, which is September 17th, and of course, Grand Lakes U.S. Constitution Week, I highly recommend you join us up there. But it doesn't take that long to read the Constitution. I am going to do that. Uh, it's been a while since I, I mean, I've read pieces of it. But each and every one of you out there, I think we need to make a commitment to each other between now and the 17th of September that we are going to read the Constitution. Your final thought, Greg Morrissey. Read the Constitution. Get to know the history of the country and keep that going. Don't let it go. That's for sure. Greg Morrissey, thank you so much. And that's why what they're doing up in Grand Lake for Constitution Week, this is their 11th year. And uh, on Monday, September 12th at 11 a.m., uh, Professor Alan Kahan will talk about Alexis de Tocqueville and the Amer- American judiciary. At 6 p.m., Professor Rob Nadelson will talk about presidential elections and how state legislatures can address corruption. So go to US, uh, excuse me, Grand Lake US Constitution Week.com for that schedule, schedule of of events. And in studio with me is Josh Lalliman. Josh, let's go to break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll be talking with some of our other fellow Liberty Toastmasters, but also wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money for the uh, Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. And uh, we must remember those that have given their lives or have been willing to give their lives so that we can have this freedom. And, of course, we are engaging in this great battle for freedom in an ideological way right now with rhetoric and and, uh, all the rhetoric that's out there. Hyperbole. There you go. Um, But uh, go to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. You can donate there. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Josh Lalamant. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day, meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. In studio with me is Josh Lallement, and he is the president of Liberty Toastmasters Denver. And Liberty Toastmasters is a great uh, partner of the Kim Munson Show. And uh, Josh, I always learn so much when we have our fellow Liberty Toastmasters uh, on, you know, um, day here. Uh, so who's our next caller? So the next caller is our actually previous president and who has been a great guide for my presidency is Rick Rome. Rick, what's your thoughts on uh, uh, free speech versus hate speech? Well, I don't know that there's really anything, any distinction between what would be called free speech versus hate speech. There's just speech when it's said and done. But there is good and evil in the world, and they both use speech to their own purpose. We have a responsibility as as free peoples to be consumers of the truth and also understand when we're consuming lies and make that distinction amongst ourselves. And the funny thing about evil using speech is it's always couched to feel good. And it's always a self-serving in in its nature and its purpose. An example would be immigration at the border. Uh, To hear, hear the left talking about it when evil's using speech for its own end to generate that underclass citizen, what they're talking about is we're all a nation of immigrants. Everyone should have these wonderful opportunities that we have without ever going into the corollary to it, which is we've abdicated our responsibility to the nation's immigration policy to drug cartels. We have young women being raped at the border. We have drugs flowing across the border that are manufactured in communist China. And, and we have young children being sold into servitude. And the whole, 
the self-serving nature of it is it creates yet another underclass citizen from the Democrat Party in their history so that they can pit us against each other. It's the nature of good and evil using speech. And as long as there's challenges to that, it becomes a problem. Most recently, we saw the disinformation board come out of the Biden administration. It, land, lands, it last, lasted about as long as CNN Plus. And I like to think of it in the context of Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court of public opinion. And that's part of how they're weaponizing speech against the people of this country. Uh, abortion's another great example. First, you're not allowed to have an opinion if you're not a woman. And once the, the pronouns came out, now it's about reproductive health and to try and silence the opposition to, to life and death decisions that are real decisions for people and it affects more than one person, not, not the least of which is the mother. And comparing reproductive health to uh, abortion is like comparing rape to a loving, caring relationship. Uh, maybe that makes me a misogynist, I don't know. <laughs> but it illustrates the goal is to create silence. To keep, because evil only thrives in the dark. As soon as it's challenged, it's light shed on it, and it tends to wither and die. And I'll I'll close out with one quick story here, Kim. I was blessed enough to be able to go to a parochial school, and and the teacher in our religious studies class was Mr. Sheehan. And he always came in and he did two things when he started the class. He'd throw the windows open in the middle of the winter and say in a, and pronounce that cool air stimulates thought. And he would always challenge us to try and, you know, that change your mind sort of meme that we see these days. He would throw out an idea and ask us to challenge him to change his mind. And me, of course, being a smart out teenager. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine. I decided to go down the path of the Inquisition. And uh, it was one of those things where he took that moment as a, as a teaching experience and it stuck with me. Because what he did is he went down through all of the prophets, the apostles, the the uh, the martyrs and the saints in, in the faith, and he described how each of them had questioned God in, in his will for them to do what it is that he's asking them to do. Do you really want me to sacrifice my son? Do you really want me to kneel down before the lions in, in Rome? And had described how that opposition created the opportunity to question God in his will. And that act of questioning is the mechanism by which he reveals his will to us. That is what fascinating. Tells me is the, yeah, it, it, it really is an interesting point, because that means that we're now, by questioning what's happening, refusing to b remain silent, we can defeat evil. We can do the work that we're here to do on behalf of our, our spiritual health and, and the health of an, an entire species of people. And that's where Liberty Toastmasters come in. Come to this club, learn how to articulate a point. Enjoy the meeting and enjoy the people. And we become friends. Rick Rome, thank you. Thank you so much. Josh Lelement, who's our next guest? Uh, Dave Walden from our Lamont chapter. Dave Walden, free speech versus hate speech. Good morning, Tim. Great to have you. It's a pleasure to speak. I invite, as Rick said, everyone to investigate Toastmasters. It's a great uh, forum for improving your speaking ability. And uh, our focus is always on liberty. You know, a few minutes ago, uh, Christy Whaley, she identified the issue. And she said, uh, I don't believe in hate speech any more than I believe in hate crime. And that nails it. I mean, the idea that 
some murders, for example, are more heinous than others, thus making some murders um, less offensive. Well, the same thing is true in speech. The answer to hate speech, and I admit there are people who spew hate, uh, some consciously, most unconsciously, uh, but the answer to that is more speech, free speech. They should be made as visible as possible in society. Uh, you know, the First Amendment begins, Congress shall make no law. And the reason that's the First Amendment is think about this for a moment. When you watch a baby develop, you have no way of knowing what is going on in its mind until it begins to speak. And when it does, you get the first evidence that is it is uttering concepts which it has grasped and understood. And so what it comes down to is, if you think about it, the ability to speak requires thought. And if you're going to somehow impugn speech that you don't like, or you find particularly offensive, you are actually discrediting thought. You are trying to prevent thought. And the, and the bottom line is, is that just like a hate crime, Hate speech is simply speech you don't like, and that is precisely what the First Amendment was instituted to prevent anyone, particularly Congress, from preventing speech that they don't like. Uh, I'll close with a final observation. You know, a lot of the defenders of those who wish to silence speech uh, cite the Supreme Court decision that the justice who, who wrote the majority opinion uh, said you do not have the right to cry fire in a, in a crowded theater. And I would argue you have an obligation to if there is indeed a fire. But the responsibility is yours for uttering it. And that's what it comes down to. You and I have a responsibility to speak our mind in as precise a manner as we can, and be responsible for the consequences. Wow. Dave Walden, thank you so much. Uh, Josh Lelliment, we've got just about a minute, and it's been great having you here. So what's your final thoughts on all this? Uh, hate speech just seems like a government tool of silencing dissent, silencing dissent and, the, and at the end of the day, if you believe in freedom, you believe that you own your body. And you own your vocal cords, and you can say what, whatever. And sometimes people will say thing, bad things. And I, I think as a, as a society outside of government, if we want to, you know, disassociate from people from saying bad things, we can do that. But we don't need a monopoly on force to tell us what we can and cannot say. Uh, very well said, Josh Lalleman. Thank you so much for being here, and you did a great job. And this is your inaugural time on the radio, so thank you. You did a great job. And, and again, we welcome people to uh, visit us at Liberty Toastmasters. Yes, this week, uh, at, at this Saturday at 10, 10 a.m. 
at in Independence Institute. And we'll be Liberty Denver. We'll be Liberty Denver, and we'll be having the same um, theme. So come and join us for sure. So, Josh, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. And uh, so we are done with our first hour. Uh, second hour uh, will be coming up. And the way this works, we're live 6 to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. The first hour then will be rebroadcast 1 to 2 in the afternoon. And uh, the second hour, 10 to 11 at night, all on the KLZ platforms. That's KLZ 560 AM, 100.7 FM, the uh, website, and the app. And our quote for the end of the show is from Thomas Edison. He said, everything comes to him who hustles while he waits. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. And God bless America. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to hour two of the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M O N S O N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get the first look at our upcoming guests, our most recent essays. We had three great essays that we rolled out this last weekend, as well as our upcoming guests. You can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues. Through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. And my friends, it's never compassionate to take other people's stuff. That could be their rights, their property, freedom, livelihood, opportunity, or lives. And force comes in a lot of different packages. Weapon, they want to take those away from law-abiding people and IRS agents. But anyway, weapon. Uh, policy, oh my gosh, we see that all the time. Unpredictable and excessive taxation. That's why we should say no to all these tax increases that are going to be on the ballot this, uh, this election season. Fear, if you don't do it, this happens. Uh, coercion, government-induced inflation, the World Economic Forum, Davos, Davos Globalist Elites Agenda, or the new 87,000 IRS agents that are authorized and the Democrats' Income Reduction Act. Boy, that's a mouthful. Well, let's break down that statement a little while ago. If something is a good idea, then you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And, you know, you've processed that and you say, well, actually, there must not be many good ideas out there because there's an awful lot of force. There is an awful lot of force, that is for sure. Um, Let's see, our quote for today. Since we're going to be talking with David Tice in the second and third segment about his new a documentary grid down power up i thought well electricity thomas edison so that's our quote and thomas edison and, you know it, it's really a great little exercise for me to find these co- quotes because i go back in history uh quite often and there's really nothing new each generation uh each generation has the same challenges human nature is the same um we see tyrants are trying to <clears throat> you know take over uh, happens every generation. Although, we're, we're in the it's it's on um, 
steroids right now, I would say. But so anyway, uh, uh, Thomas Edison was an American inventor and businessman. He developed many devices in fields such as electric power generation, mass communication, sound recording, and motion pictures. And those inventions include the phonograph, the motion picture camera, and early versions of the electric light bulb. And all this had a big impact on the industrialized modern world. He was born in 1847. He died in 1931. And he said, if we did all the things we are capable of, we would literally astound ourselves, Steve. Yeah, it's just a matter of taking that first step. That first step, for sure. Not debating what he said. That's absolutely true. But uh, there's this thing in our human nature. Some people are are really good at it. Their their energy is boundless, and they'll take off uh, in any given direction and try something new. And others are so much more reluctant. Yes, but if you take that chance, you will astound yourselves. Uh, I very quickly wanted to connect a dot that I'm so concerned about, and that is this whole ESG thing, environment, social, and governance. And uh, it's, um, it's kind of a social score, and of course they're hiding it behind all these different words. But ultimately, it, uh, it, will, it will destroy the American middle class. And it will, instead of pro- uh, progress, we were, are going to regress back to where it's basically the peasants and the uh, those in charge. And uh, first thing, uh, there's two. I'm just going to read the first title here. This is from A I E R. It says the rise of ESG, which is environment, social, and governance, is replacing profits with paternalism and strategy with standards, and that is not going to end well. But then, what's happening over in Poland is rather remarkable. Patty found this from Zero Zero Hedge. It says, uh, worried about ESG, but not the standard of living for everyday people. This is beyond imagination. Polish homeowners line up for days to buy coal ahead of winter. And it said, several weeks ago, we reported that amid Europe's mind-blowing gas and electricity prices, Deutsche Bank predicted that a growing number of German households will be using firewood for heating, a forecast which appears to have become self-fulfilling as German Google searches for firewood has since exploded off the charts. But while Germans are still searching merely in the virtual realm for countless poles, the search is all too real. According to Reuters, with Poland still basking in the late summer heat, hundreds of cars and trucks have already lined up in the Lubelski Weigel Bondanka coal mine as householders, fearful of winter shortages, wait for days and nights to stock up on heating fuel ahead of the coming cold winter in queues reminiscent of communist times. This is because of policy, my friends. And then I do want to let you know that there is a, here in Colorado, one of the big Republican strategists. Uh, firms, instead of fighting uh, ESG, they've actually put in a department uh, to help companies uh, with their ESG scores. And I find that very troubling that um, um, Republicans are not standing against ESG. Instead, they're looking at it as, uh, instead of fighting it, they're actually acquiescing to that. And that is a a, a very influential Republican firm that is running a number of the uh, top-level Republican uh, campaigns here in Colorado. And I just needed to connect that dot, Steve. Well, let me take a second to, you know, explain as much as we can about this ESG thing. Right now, it's basically aimed at companies, but eventually it's going to be aimed at individuals. Is that? It, it is. So you're, you're going to be monitored and you're going to be rated in these three different arenas. And if your ESG score isn't good enough, things are going to 
happen or actually some things won't happen, you know, based on some bureaucrat's assessment of your life. And when we had um, Daniel Turner on on Monday from Power the Future talking about these electric vehicles, he said what people don't realize is that your vehicle can be turned off remotely, your electric vehicle. So let's just think about it. If your ESG score isn't what, you know, a PBI thinks it should be, then you might not get to go anywhere. I know it sounds like tin hat stuff, but that's why we have to stand against this. Well, I'm, I, I'm grinning because if BMW can shut off your seat warmers, you know, <laughs> then the entire car can be shut they off can too. can shut your car off. And so I'm very frustrated that this Republican strategist firm that is running some of these top-level Republican campaigns here in Colorado has put in an ESG division. Um, they should be fighting it instead of uh, supporting it. So... Uh, with that, uh, that is why we need to be able to think. Education is very important. And uh, when we look at what is happening in the education system, in fact, um, uh, Patty had something here, DPS, instead of uh, uh, teaching kids to read and write and do arithmetic, they're going to be focused on equity. And that's why so many families are looking for options on what they can do regarding the education of their children. And my friends, the education of your child is your, is your responsibility. Parental rights are so important. And that is why I'm so thrilled to have Christian Home Educators of Colorado as a new sponsor. And Kim Ware is their outreach director. And uh, Kim Ware, welcome to the show. Oh, I thought she was here. It's David that's on the line. <laughs> I thought I was going to talk to Kim. So never mind. Uh, I will just uh, go ahead and talk a little bit more about Christian Home Educators of Colorado. And homeschooling is something that may seem daunting, but actually it is something that you can do. And you know what? I know she's calling at 740. I got myself all mixed up here. So let's go to break early so we can get to David Tice. And uh, But again, Christian Home Educators of Colorado. We'll talk to Kim Ware at 740. We've got David Tice on the line. We'll talk with him about his new documentary, Grid Down, Power Up. Uh, but before we go to break, I wanted to mention Grand Lakes U.S. Constitution Week. It is September 12th through the 18th. On Tuesday the 13th at 11 a.m., Professor Akhil Reed Amar will talk about um, 1787 to 88, the year that changed everything. And he will uh, be autographing his book, The Words That Made Us. And then at 6 p.m., uh, Dr. Thomas Cranawitter will talk about the Constitution and the greatest anti-slavery movement in history. And so go to US, uh, uh, Grand Lake U.S. Con- yeah, Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week.com to get their schedule of events. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with David Tice. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? 
Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, on the line with me is David Tice. He has his new documentary is out, Grid Down, Power Up. David Tice, welcome to the show. Glad to be with you, Kim, and all your listeners. Uh, So the movie is out now, correct? Correct. And people can watch it for free. Uh, They can go to the website, and right now they can watch it for free for a little while. That's correct. It's at... GridDownPowerUp.com. They can also go to the App Store for iOS devices and uh, look for GridDown, and they can uh, download that, and they can see the full movie. They can participate with our outreach campaign to legislators and regulators, as well as paying it forward and forwarding the movie to your friends and associates. Well, David Tice, last night I was at an event, and John Spence, who is the guy that connected us, and he is the Colorado director for the EMP task force for, I think, Homeland Security. Hopefully I'm getting all that right. Uh, he, he talked about this, um, and there were a number of candidates there, about this concern. And, and I think that everyday people take electricity for granted. Um, but if, in fact... Uh, the grid goes down, we're going to have big problems. So why did you make this movie, David? Well, I made this movie because I've been a geopolitical uh, student for a couple decades, and I've been blessed by being able to talk to some, you know, ex, some spies that have defected, and therefore I'm very, very concerned about our adversaries and what they might do to us. I've always been a bit of a Boy Scout saying that prepare for the worst, hope for the best, and leave God to the rest. And frankly, found this movie that was partially done. And frankly, I felt like there was a God calling to finish this movie because I possess some resources and some time and some understanding of this and felt like film could really you know, convert this message into something that soccer moms and dads could get upset about and hopefully take action. 
Well, I, again, I think you're, you're talking about soccer moms, dads, people just trying to live their lives that don't realize the risk that we have uh, regarding if the grid goes down. Tell us what happens if the grid goes down, David. Well, you mentioned about how important electricity is. So Senator Bob Hall from Texas, who's a real patriot, who's working on getting legislation accomplished this next 2023 session, he has always said that electricity is the second most important element to life. Most important element is oxygen to be able to breathe. And it's actually more important than water because if we don't have electricity, then our municipal water systems won't work. And therefore, it is so important. And uh, individuals will die if they don't have water after three days. And our food supply will not operate. And our neighbors will probably be at our door in a couple days because if they might have a seven-year-old that has no water, you know, they might be willing to kill you. So... There is something, the EMP Commission, which actually operated for 17 years, which is more powerful than congressional committees, uh, was staffed by the best scientists in the country on this subject. And they concluded that as many as 90% of Americans would die if the power went out for as long as nine months. And that could happen. Well, and, and while you mentioned that, you know, these uh, <clears throat> big electric transformers, some of them have been manufactured in China. And I'm concerned. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of different threats that we have, but that's a pretty significant threat, David. Oh, it's a massive threat because we, we know how cutthroat China has been, and we know some of the comments that have been uttered by Xi lately, and they want to become the global hegemon. And in order to become the global hegemon, they're going to have to replace the U.S. And therefore, in in my opinion, it's there's this massive risk, and it's a vulnerability that, frankly, can be fixed if we get behind in this movement and demand to our regulators, legislators, board of directors of our public utilities that they uh, take on this massive task. And frankly, it's not that that expensive given, you know, all the money that we spend for defense. We also have a $1.3 trillion infrastructure bill, you know, where very little of that, you know, budgeted money is really going towards infrastructure. So how much would it cost? Tell us what that would look like and how much would that cost? Well, there are all kinds of different levels of protection. If we protect the, the, the overall grid, you know, I'd say it could be done for $10 million protecting from geomagnetic disturbance, which is a solar flare and an EMP attack. Uh, in order to be more complete, you know, it could get to the $100 billion range. But these numbers are very, very modest relative to uh, what, what the consequences are. Okay, so you said ten billion just to kind of start to short short up, but a hundred billion would do go a long way. Am I hearing that correctly, David? Yeah, Tice? hundred hundred billion dollars could 
almost completed. Okay. And there's different experts that have thrown out different numbers. Dr. Peter Pry, who just passed away, who I consider the quintessential grid warrior, is, uh, and we dedicate the film to his memory. He has said that it could be less than ten million, ten billion dollars in order to harden the the, the, the master grid. Okay, so I just want to make a comment on this, and that is this, uh, I guess it, it didn't really, um, I think the funding had gone away for this bullet train out in California, which basically, uh, I mean, I'm not sure anybody's going to write it, but this is from uh, the LA Times, February 9, 2022. It says, the 2022 business plan estimates that the full 500-mile high-speed system between Los Angeles and San Francisco will cost as much as $105 billion up from $100 billion two years ago, which is rather remarkable. But here we're spending all this money, California's spending all this money on this train uh, instead of making sure that, that that same amount of money that's just going to go for, for that could actually shore up our complete electric grid. And my, I have to ask, why why isn't that being spent there instead of on this this train that that um, a lot of people probably won't ride it is absolutely ridiculous and that's why the american people need to be woken up and that's why i'm so excited and others are so excited about this film again they can go to griddownpowerup.com uh the complete film is 56 minutes we also are going to have a 12-minute highlights version because everybody has ADHD and they can essentially get, you know, the, the, the gist of this issue. We also have various uh, mechanisms by which you can reach out to your state and federal legislators, your governor, your uh, board of directors for your specific electric utility, your uh, commissioner for your state utilities commission, your FEMA emergency director, all that's provided on our website. David Tice, when when I first start, uh, started to talk with John Spence about this, uh, I couldn't figure out why we didn't have... Um, people that were running for office that were taking this on as an issue. And you mentioned, I think you said it was um, Senator Bob Hall, but it seems to me like uh, somebody that's running for office, this would be a, a, a great uh, campaign issue, one that would be a winning campaign issue. And I can't figure out why there's not been more political will to address this and for somebody to just really go out there and talk about the threat and campaign on this. You're exactly right, and I'm trying to enlist some local candidates. Our film talks about various local initiatives that have been started, and one of the things I'm excited about is what they're doing in Colorado, uh, where you guys are. Rangeley, Colorado, outside Grand Junction, actually has had a uh, grant from Congress of $5 million to provide a microgrid to be able to provide reliable, resilient power to municipal water system, the wastewater system, in order to ensure that 
that water system will survive if the grid goes down. And frankly, I'm trying to reach out to other city manager uh, to be able to get this done because only 410 municipal water systems control 92% of America's water. So if we end up, you know, protecting water systems through microgrid while we take on this bigger task of hardening the overall grid, then we could at least ensure that we have water. David, I remember as a kid, and I don't want producer Steve to say anything about my age, but I remember as a kid that we had our municipal power plant, our municipal water plant. How did it end up that all of these things got connected, or were they connected back then? I hadn't really thought about that. You know, I'm not sure of that either, Kim. I believe that the grid has always kind of protected municipal water systems. I mean, we've just become very, very dependent upon it. But you think about the fact that we're, and we're going to tour a system next Wednesday with a candidate for the Dallas County judge. And I'm going to try to enlist other cities to where their city councilmen, mayors, city managers go out and talk to these municipal water systems and they're going to find out that there's no real backup and if there is backup they probably have 10 days of backup fuel supply but then after that you know we're simply out of luck you know we see this movement from the radical activist left they talk about equity all the time and if we don't get this figured out there's going to be um a tremendous amount of equity in suffering and in because it, it doesn't look at any of the descriptors. All of us will be in a very dire straits without water and power. And so when they are over here talking about equity, what they need to be doing is making <laughs> we need to make sure that we have our electing people that, that want to protect all of us uh, equally, I should say, and so that we all Um, will not be um, hurt by this particular threat. We're going to go to break. David Tice, his documentary is out. It's the movie Grid Down, Power Up. And uh, we're talking about this, and and, uh, you can actually uh, watch the film for free right now. Go to griddownpowerup.com. That's griddownpowerup.com. And uh, before we go to break, though, I want to mention U- the uh, USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, they are raising money for the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax, and they're just doing great work. Uh, and we need to remember those that have given their lives or been willing to give their lives for us. You can contribute to help this remodel at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. We'll be right back with David Tice. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. 
Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Before we get back to David Tice, and uh, we're talking about his new movie, Grid Down, Power Up. Uh, about vulnerabilities in our electric grid and what that is and what we can do about it. Uh, U.S. Constitution Week up in Grand Lake uh, will be September 12th through the 18th. And um, on Wednesday the 14th at 11 a.m., Kelly D. Johnson will be presenting on Understanding Today's U.S. Senate. And then at 6 p.m., Brian, uh, Attorney Brian Blumenfeld will talk about political parties, primary elections, and the Constitution, history, practice, and reform. And I wish I could be there all week. I'm for sure going to be there on Saturday uh, as I am emceeing the main event in the park. But go to Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week for more information. That's Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week for more information. Uh, David Tice, you had mentioned in this movie, Grid Down, Power Up, and it talks about the different kinds of threats that we might have. It could be, uh, it could be a natural uh, a disaster, like a geomagnetic disturbance. It could be an electro, uh, electromagnetic pulse attack, a physical attack. But what about public policy? When California's uh, telegraphing that there's going to be brownouts and blackouts, and that's because of public policy, it's poor planning. What's your thoughts about that, David? Well, we have extraordinarily poor planning. I mean, this desire to go, you know, completely to electric cars, uh, to continue to build more and more charging stations in California to get rid of all carbon emission cars in order to utilize all solar and wind for electricity you know, this is all extremely flawed policy, and frankly, we need to think through, you know, a lot smarter what we're going to do. But we're going to have to uh, – we can't all go to electric cars. That's not going to be able to work. And our grid is old and nearing capacity. We want to potentially use more wind and solar, but it also has its – deficiencies and its weaknesses and actually makes the grid more vulnerable to attack. What about uh, bringing nuclear power plants back online? What's your thoughts about that? I'm a huge believer in SMRs, which are the small modular reactors. And there's companies out there that are working on those. These are coming. There's actually been, I think, uh, four different administrations, both going back, you know, to uh, Obama, Trump, as well as Biden, have all embraced 
uh, the intelligence of small modular reactors. So that's an area that we should be going. But the first one's going to be completed in, I think, 2027, 2028. So it's still a long way away. Well, with the China doing their saber rattling, rattling right now, I mean, we need to be doing something about this now. Certainly that's a good idea, but we need to be doing something right now, David. We, we do. And frankly, we just need people to get off their deaths and embrace this uh, movie and help us turn this into a movement. If you can go to the website and then tell your friends about it, we have what we call pay it forward movement, whereby we are asking for, you know, uh, payment for this film. We're actually providing 25% of all proceeds that come in from the film are going to be allocated to 501c3 organizations with a history of fighting for grid protection. And that money's going to go out so that we can fund on the ground warriors to go up against these utility lobbyists and fight for uh, better legislation and better regulation. Well, now, why would a utility lobbyist be against um, um, shoring up the grid? So this is known as regulatory capture, where essentially the regulators have been captured by the industry that they regulate. And there, there are great citizens that work for these utilities, these executive managements, even some of these lobbyists. But frankly, they worry about you know their bonuses and their paychecks. And frankly, it's very, very complicated with you know rate reimbursement and having to pay for various. Uh, protective measures and getting it into the rate base being reimbursed. One of the things that we're calling for is that the taxpayer pays for this protection of the grid rather than the rate payer. And right now, because it's so complicated, and frankly, uh, a lot of these utilities feel like this is never going to happen. It's not going to happen on our watch. And therefore, they've just kind of swept it under the rug and passed it on to the next generation. Terrible. That's that's just terrible. Okay, so I'm clearly a, a layperson on this, but you mentioned the SMR, so that must be like a small nuclear reactor or something like that. Is that right? Right. Okay. Exactly. Small modular reactor, right? Okay. It seems to me that you mentioned that there's 410 municipal municipalities that provide 92% of the water in uh, America. So it seems to me like if if they each had their own little small nuclear reactor that protected their component there, if one of them got taken out, we'd still have all these others where people would still be able to get water. That Now, I'm just thinking outside the box as a regular person. Is that a good idea? And actually, Kim, it's easier than that. We're not even going to need an SMR to, you know, provide enough power for a municipal water system. You know, it's very possible. Well, it's it can be done with, you know, there's a system in Rangeley, Colorado that utilizes a solar slash geothermal system. 
but actually, you know, I'm doing more study on this. Actually, there can be a solar system that can probably provide enough power dependent upon each of these individual systems for uh, for these municipal water systems. So something can be done, and uh, and so we need to understand the threat, and then um, go to work informing people so that we get something done as soon as possible on this. And again, I think I actually think that even somebody running for a city council could make this a campaign issue. Uh, it seems to me it's that important, David Tice. So I'm uh, touring this water facility next Wednesday with someone that's running for the county judge of Dallas County. And essentially that person is somewhat like a city manager. And I'm, you know, arguing that she should put this into her platform, saying that do you realize that if we're out of water, we're all dead and that we are dependent upon the grid and therefore we can put in a system, you know, and this has already been, you know, uh, funded by Congress for, frankly, Colorado. So let's do something similar. Wow, really fascinating. Okay, uh, David, we're out of time, but uh, the movie is Grid Down, uh, Grid Down, Power Up. You can find it at griddownpowerup.com. What's your final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners? Well, I would just say uh, research. We have a great deal of information on our website. You can go and under the Participate tab and put in your home address with just a few clicks of your mouse. You can have these letters sent out. You can do phone calls. Uh, there can be petitions. You can go to your social media and then tell your friends, pay it forward. Uh, let's have them pay it forward for others so that we can spread the word and create a movement. Uh, fantastic. David Tice, thank you so much. Very important film, griddownpowerup.com, griddownpowerup.com. Uh, let's stay in, in con- uh, contact on this because um, this is something that we need to be talking about right now. So thank you so much. I Thank you, and your listeners are incredibly lucky to have you as a real patriot and a form patriot uh, getting the message out on all these topics. Well, thank you, David Tice. I greatly appreciate that. And uh, let's talk with Kim Ware, a great new sponsor of the show. That's Christian Home Educators of Colorado. And um, Kim Ware, welcome to the show. Good morning. Great to have you. And uh, people are, are thinking about school. Kids are going back to school. But uh, parents are very concerned about curriculum. Um, uh, we're, we're learning that many of the kids in these government-run schools are not reading and writing at proficient. proficient pro, that's, they're not proficient at that. I can't say the word. Um, and so uh, I, I think people are thinking about um, homeschooling, but it can seem somewhat daunting, Kim. You know, it can seem so daunting, especially if you've been through the public school system or a private school system yourself, and you understand schooling in one particular way, and you're just thinking, I don't know if I can do this. And that's what Tech is here for. Christian Home Educators is here to tell you that, yes, you can. We can help you homeschool. We can help you get your feet underneath of you and help you understand that, you know, you are your child's 
first and best teacher. You taught your child how to walk. It was innately in them, and you helped propel them forward. You potty trained your children. So if you can do those big tasks, <laughs> you can certainly teach them reading, writing, and arithmetic. That That is definitely true. I hadn't thought about it quite like that, Kim, Kim Weir. You know, we're seeing um, enrollment in many of these government-run schools is going down. And part of it may be because uh, um, the birth rate is is lower than it's been in the past. But I also think that parents have realized that they they need to take control of their children's education. And I think that's a big component of it. And so Christian Home Educators of Colorado, and you mentioned it's CHEC, and that's C-H-E-C, uh, Christian Home Educators of Colorado, uh, will be having a new another event coming up. You had one in August. And uh, you're going to have another uh, event coming up here in October, which as fast as time is going, Kim, that's tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It really, really is. And our event in August was so successful. We equipped so many parents to be able to walk out of the seminar and feel confident in their ability to homeschool. And that's what we're going to do again on October 15th in Castle Rock. And we are going to give you a vision for homeschooling. We're going to teach you how to homeschool legally in the state. And then we're going to spend the bulk of our time walking through the nuts and bolts of homeschooling. And you can register for that at dhec.org forward slash intro. Okay. And then also, if you go to chec.org slash start, that uh, that can get you to, uh, first question, how to homeschool in Colorado. Just can start to answer some of those questions as well. Uh, and that is chec.org uh, slash start. Um, what would you say to somebody that is like, well, my kids, I, I've got them in school right now. They're in a public school. Is it too late to start thinking about homeschooling? It's never too late to start thinking about homeschooling. The right time is now. Just pull them out, contact check, and let us help you walk through what needs to happen from that point so that you can be a family that has amazing relationships academically and interpersonally. And if somebody wants to, is going to check for more information, does it cost them anything or how does that work? Uh, going to check for information doesn't cost anything. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to answer your questions and to help you out, as well as the rest of the check staff. And you mentioned our starter package, which is awesome, the check.org forward slash start. We have an entire free video series that will walk you through the nuances of homeschooling just to give you that extra bit of information if you're on the fence. And I love that. I'm on the website right now, and it's check.org forward slash start. And then down at the bottom, it says click here to, to subscribe for your free package. So it's all right there. What's your final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Kim? Homeschooling, we can help. If you're thinking about it, go ahead and give us a call. It doesn't mean you have to do it, but we'd sure like to talk to you. Okay, and that's check.org and forward slash start can get you a lot of great information. Uh, Kim Ware, great. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Kim. Have a good day. Okay. Most definitely. And uh, thrilled about all these different great options. Think about all these people that are stepping up and doing things. David Tice with Grid Down Power Up. Uh, Kim Ware with uh, uh, Christian Home Educators of, of Colorado. All of our 
tapas and topics, Liberty Toastmasters, folks. Just it's a great show. We're going to go to break. I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. You might want to weigh in on free speech versus hate speech. But before we go to break, I just wanted to mention on Thursday up at Grand Lake U.S. Constitution Week, which is September 12th through 18th up in beautiful Grand Lake, Colorado. Uh, 11 p.m., Captain Charles C.M. Wood and Captain L. Laddie Coburn, uh, they're both retired Navy, will talk about the Constitution and the warrior. Then they have a trivia contest at 3 p.m., And then 6 p.m., Ambassador Richard H. Jones will talk about what the Constitution means to a member of the deep state. That will be fascinating. I mean, it's amazing what they have going on up there. So go to uh, GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com for for more information. That's GrandLakeUSConstitutionWeek.com. I want to hear from you. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. Don't wait till the end of the show. Call right now so that uh, I'm sure that I get you on. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. With the right training from Franktown Firearms, anyone can improve. The professionals at Franktown meet you at your current level of experience, gauging your level of confidence so that they know what kind of training to recommend to you. After you purchase your firearm, regardless of the level you're at, Franktown will encourage you to train. They maintain a comfortable atmosphere, encouraging improvement from any level with one-on-one training and private training up to advanced training and classes. They even offer a concealed carry certification class. Franktown actively avoids the corporate model as a family-owned, operated, and family-friendly environment. They give everyone the time of day meaning that they emphasize the importance of training in a comfortable and inclusive environment. Franktown Firearms wants you to be as invested in improving your skills as they are in their training with you. Sign up for a course today at klzradio.com slash franktown. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure to check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, on the line with me is Ron in Denver. Ron in Denver, what's on your radar? Yes, Kim. Uh, if- if anyone's picked up on this, and, and uh, uh, usually the Democrats will accuse people of what they're doing, treason, uh, Russian collusion, uh, uh, racism, and, uh, you know, hate speech, they'll accuse people of what they're doing. And if people pick up on it, that's exactly what they're doing. They, they accuse people of what they're doing. 
I think they call it transference, where they actually are trying to transfer what they're doing onto their opposition. And so, Ron, you're probably talking about this headline that Steve had found from The Guardian uh, about Jenna Griswold when she says the U.S. could lose the right to vote, top officials democracy warning. Uh, I think what you're saying is we need to listen to what what they're saying because they're they're uh, uh, transferring they're, they're they're telling us what they may have up their sleeve. Correct? They're also well about the the uh, um, hate speech as far as uh, Nazism. Uh, they're blaming uh, you know the the part you played on about being Nazis, about hate, about it's exactly what they're doing, and that's exactly what they're they're pushing and they blame everybody else to reflect uh, the 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 attention off of them onto other people an excellent observation ron as uh, uh, steve had uh, um, played that clip earlier well i guess it was in the first hour uh, all that they're saying is exactly what they're doing but they're trying to say it is is the republicans and and uh, uh, trump and all that but it is exactly what they're doing great observation ron in denver Thank you. Okay. Yep. Steve, you look like you want to say something on that. Well, it's just the obviously Ron's a two-hour listener. That was my first <laughs> thought. No, you, you're right. And, and this transference thing has been going on for quite a while. And it's, it's hilarious in a way, in a in, twisted way, is that people are catching on to it. It's like, wait a minute, your words and your actions are not lining up here. Because while you're pointing fingers at the other side, accusing them of doing X, Y, or Z, it's like... It's what I'm watching you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hillary was good at that. And, you know, she's passed it on to the next generation. Although I'm not sure we've seen the last of her yet. Oh, that, that, that. <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say on, on that. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, um, that is why. And I am so excited, though. I'm seeing, I'm seeing great people step forward to run for office. We do need to start to have more people run for city councils and run for mayors uh, because they th- that is infiltrated by the left right now, Steve. Yep. Hey, here's something. You know, you've, you've seen this calendar on the wall that I reverse numbered to count down to the midterms. I just reminded myself this morning, the whole reason I did that because of those other states that, you know, were getting so hung up over bringing a ID to vote. And said, wait a minute. And, and back when I first started counting, there were 200 plus days left. And you know now there are 70. The whole reason I started that was to say, you have 200 plus days to get your affairs in order. If you need an ID, get one. And you know, so that, that's just a little background on why I started that countdown in the first place. Well, it's mind-blowing to me. You need an ID for just about anything. I mean, if you want to get onto an airplane, if you want to cash a check, um, if you want to get into, uh, uh, you know, buy a ticket to a sporting event, I mean, you have to show an ID. And so one has to ask, why would they be so resistant to people showing IDs unless they wanted people that didn't have IDs or maybe they didn't exist to vote, right? Uh, in other words, are there such a large group of people that you're going to find ways to get into the polls who might not have that ID? Is that maybe what's going on? But but they're giving illegal immigrants IDs. Well, that's that's the group. So, you know, we are papering the uh, state. Uh, and going back to Jenna Griswold here. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, you know, safe and secure elections. 
That's what she and Wayne Williams said. Gold standard. Yeah. Uniparty kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, first of all, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, A, that it costs all kinds of money to send all of these uh, ballots out. And uh, so, first of all, we got to clean up these voter rolls. And then we need to contract the time uh, for dropping these uh, ballots off. In fact, we really should get back to a same-day voting and voting in person. Because they talk about making voting easier. Well, then what happens is people that don't really understand the issues, they're influenced. Instead of, who was it who brought this up? Was it us that came up with this? I think maybe, was it me yesterday? We need informed voters instead of influenced voters. Yes. Ha ha. I'm going to take credit for that. Okay. And if you're not informed, you have a responsibility to A, either become informed or B, not vote. But uh, instead, you saw this whole thing with uh, Obama. Vote, 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 vote. Well, they were getting people, and people, oh, I need to vote, uh, but I don't know what I'm voting for. I'm just voting for a you know, nice, shiny package. Well, that nice, shiny package has a lump of coal in it. Well, <laughs> maybe not, because they're shutting down all the coal mines. But <laughs> and that, that lump of coal is going to become more valuable, and it's not funny about what's happening over in Poland about people lining up to buy coal for the winter. And it's because of terrible public policy. That reminds me, I, you, you asked David about the nuclear power. Uh, it, it was mentioned this morning on um, Fox News, I guess, uh, the audible version. Europe, many places in Europe, and I guess also in the U.S. of A., they are looking at uh, nuclear plants that are currently not online, not necessarily decommissioned, but not currently on the grid. So that is being looked at. I, I find that kind of interesting uh, until... And, and I guess it was an editorial, basically putting Al Gore and his inconvenient truth in a corner, saying, "Look what your book, or your was it a book, inconvenient truth, or was a that movie. a movie?" I think it was a movie. But you know, look what that work did to us. Now we've got Europe on the brink of not having enough power, and uh, you know, it's certainly an issue here in this country as well. Well, and do you want to? Impl- we talk about the the radical activist left playing long ball. Do you remember Jane Fonda, good old Jane Fonda, and the China Syndrome? That basically was one of the things that really uh, made it very difficult. Oh, 1979. So when I talk about them playing long ball, they've been going after our energy sources for a long time, Steve. I recently watched a, a new documentary on uh, Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania, and I remember that because I was still in the Air Force at the time, and I went to see the movie. The movie came out 10 days later, that incident in Pennsylvania happened, and because Pennsylvania is explicitly mentioned in the movie, I mean, people must have been dumbstruck. I'm not even going to try to connect that dot since we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, again, the first hour, we're on 6 to 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. First hour is rebroadcast, 1 to 2 in the afternoon. Second hour, 10 to 11 at night. Our quote for the end of the show is from uh, Thomas Edison. He said, everything comes to him who hustles while he waits. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals. And like Superman, stand for truth, justice, in the American way. My friends, you are not alone. We are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.